This is Jack Bauer, and you're listening to the Who's Your Daddy Godcast. 2018, the year of suddenly, immediately, and holy ghost fire. This is the award-winning podcast from A History with God Ministries Godcast Network, featuring Frank and Christina Sasso. Visit us online at ahistorywithgod.org for articles, links, prophetic words, prayer requests, and other awesome resources. And now, let's join the host of this Godcast, Frank Sasso. What's going on, podcast here? Frank Sasso here, and I am driving the car solo today. That's right, it's just me. So for those of you who can't stand the sound of my voice, now's your chance to turn it off. <laughs> but just understand, you're going to be missing out on a really cool word that the Lord gave me. Welcome to all the new listeners who are tuning in for the very first time. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I was hanging out with the Lord the other day, and I was feeling particularly playful with Him. Sometimes we like to fool around a little bit. It's very, very cool. You haven't heard anything until you've heard the Lord laugh. It's very, very cool. And I said to Him, I said, Lord, give me one word, just one word. And mind you, I don't even know why I asked Him that. And He said, okay, and... I said, that better not be the word, and he laughed, and I laughed, and then he said this, expansion. That's what I heard him say, expansion. So I asked him, in ministry, in business, in relationships, what? And he laughed again. So I said, okay, Lord, since you're the God of abundance, I'll assume you mean in every facet of my life. I asked him for a word, that's what I got, expansion. That is the single Focus. Expansion. Expansion of the kingdom. Expansion of our business. Expansion of our borders. Expansion of our relationships. Expansion. So, it's great hearing from the Lord. But it's even better to know you heard from the Lord. When you think you heard from the Lord, it gives you a degree of confidence. But when you know you heard from the Lord, it gives you increased confidence. So, I prayed a bit about this. Expansion. And I feel that there are three areas where God wants to bring expansion. And those three areas are expansion of influence, expansion of capacity, and expansion of connection. These are the three areas that I believe we're supposed to really be moving in. Now, the interesting thing about expanding your influence is that the way it's done in the kingdom is by expanding the influence of other people. Rather than trying to grab as much resource and as much opportunity and hold it and control it for ourselves, the way that it works in the kingdom is by giving opportunities away. Now, I'm going to stay with this whole three thing because it'll develop into something, okay? There are three ways to expand your influence. I'm just unpacking this a little bit. Number one, simply by listening to people. When you choose to listen to someone, you're saying, look, I'm giving value to what you're saying. Second way is by advocating for people and and promoting them. It's like, hey, what this person's doing is amazing. We each have a voice and we can choose to use that voice to promote other people. And the third way is creating opportunities for others and giving them away. Each of us has a measure of control with the environment around us. And we also have the ability to promote someone. For example, we have a podcast network here at Who's Your Daddy? About three months ago, Christina and I got together with Tyler Drury... Some of you may know him. And we asked him if he would like to start his own podcast and we would host it. No cost, none of that. He started sending me recordings and they are fantastic. 
His podcast is now a real thing. He hosts the We Identify podcast right here on the Who's Your Daddy podcast network. He's already on his 13th episode. You can check that out at weidentify.us. Or just go to ahistorywithgod.org, click on Podcast Network, and you'll see We Identify right there in the list of shows that we have. So we want to give people an opportunity to use their gifts. That's what expansion of influence looks like. Now, expansion of capacity. If you look in the dictionary at the word capacity, there are two definitions. The first one says the maximum amount that something can contain. The second definition says the ability or power to do, experience, or understand something. Those are the two definitions for capacity. The first definition here, the maximum amount that something can contain, is talking about potential energy. Thank you, Lord. My wife is going to be really impressed by that. It's talking about the maximum amount, let's say, from a pitcher that can be poured out. If you want to pour out more, you're going to need a bigger pitcher. That actually reminds me of a great podcast episode that Keith Axum and I did called Bigger Boats, or You're Going to Need a Bigger Boat. It's something like that. Listen to it. It's in the archives. But finish listening to this one first. So if you want more of a charge on your cell phone, then you need a bigger battery so that you can expand the potential of what the thing contains. And when you expand the size of the container, you expand the potential output of the container. Listen, each of you know your environment better than anyone else. So look into your life and into your surroundings and be asking God the question, hey, where can my potential be expanded? Where can my capacity be increased? Now, I'll give you some examples, but you're going to have to apply this in your own situation. Here's the thing about increasing your capacity. The physics term for the word capacity is actually the word potential. Potential energy. Yes, I did look that up, but nonetheless, my wife will still be impressed. The only way to increase your capacity, and some of you are not going to like this, it's a four-letter word called work. The only way to increase your capacity is by work. It takes work to increase your potential. Think about the idea of working out like in a gym, right? You're not going to be able to go from lifting 100 pounds to lifting 300 pounds without work. Work is in the middle. And the good news is all of us are capable of working. Let's go to the model that Jesus gave us for expanding our capacity. The scripture says that Jesus grew in three areas. Jesus grew in wisdom, he grew in stature, and in favor with God and man. Jesus expanded his capacity in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. I love that. So we want to follow the model of growing the way Jesus grew. Let me touch on favor a minute here because I'm so fresh from my new book, God Loves You and Gave You Favor. You can get it on Amazon. And I want to work backwards here for a sec, okay? God's pleasure in what Jesus was doing on the earth was constantly increasing, constantly. People were continually drawn more and more to him. I like to think of the scripture, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Now, you know, I tried to find a scripture reference that talks about different measures of anointing and I couldn't really find anything that fit except maybe the double portion with Elijah. But anecdotically, if that's even a word, there's these things in scripture like Moses. Moses went up into the presence of the Lord and when he came down, he was like so full of the presence of the Lord that his face was shining to the extent that people were like, dude, you know, get a veil, you know. It was that evident. So I don't know exactly how increasing the anointing works 
precisely, really, but I do know that it's possible, and I do know that we are encouraged to draw near to him, and by drawing near to him, he, we are filled up with his presence. Our capacity to hold his presence increases, and along with the capacity to hold his presence is the capacity to release anointing. He's the God of miracles and power, but you are the conduit. Now, the Word does tell us how to focus in order to get favor. How? The Word says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and have a good name with God and man. But where is that in the Bible? You know what? Google it. You're going to have to look it up. You're going to have to work. I'm not telling you where it is. I'm not telling you where it is. That is right out of the Bible. You can do some work and go look it up. I'm not going to spoon feed you totally today. Okay? Love and faithfulness. Let it never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and have a good name with God and with man. The reason he says let love and faithfulness never leave you and bind them around your neck is because we never get really tested in love and faithfulness until we really don't want to love someone and be faithful. The reason he says to bind them around your neck is so you can let it be that you cannot escape being loving and faithful. Let's bring love and faithfulness to the core of who you are so that you just can't escape it because God knows you're going to want to escape it. Christina and I have a friend who sometimes is very, very challenging to love. And let me tell you, man, Christina, she is a warrior. She is a love and faithfulness warrior with that. It doesn't matter who does what to her. She chooses to love. I'm not saying she doesn't get, you know, thoughts about taking revenge. She just never acts on them. She never acts on them. She leaves it up to God. And I had the opportunity, because I have a real challenge with that, I had the opportunity to exercise love and faithfulness, right, into this friend. And it was very hard for me to do it, but I did it. Wouldn't you know, I get a phone call from this person inviting me out for a cup of coffee. And when we went out, he broke down and he just fessed up and basically apologized to me. It was it was incredible. So anyway, bind them around your neck, write them on your heart so that you become known as a person that's always loving and always faithful. That will bring you favor with God and man. That's Christina. She has that reputation. Always loving, always faithful. That's one of the reasons why I have a nickname for her. I call her always. That's my nickname for Christina. Always. Okay, so moving on here. Jesus grew in stature. Well, what's that? Well, stature has to do with strength endurance, skills, character, the sense of being mature. If you want to increase your strength, and this can be physical strength, it could be emotional strength, whatever. The only way to increase your strength is what? Work. That's right. There's that word again. You have to work at it. You have to work at it. If you set your mind to increasing your strength, then here's what the result is going to be. You're going to wake up one day and you're going to find out that what was difficult for you yesterday is now no longer difficult. So God wants his people to be strong. Now look, I don't want anyone out there, okay, podcast here, getting into this like works mentality thing where you're thinking that you have to do these things now to please God. No, 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 no. He's a father. And what good father would not look at their children and say, I want my children to be strong? And yes, I want them to work and grow to become strong. Endurance has a lot to do with this. But the Father in heaven loves you. He's not looking for you to have a works mentality now. That's not what I'm talking about. He wants you to work and he wants you to grow and become strong. 
Endurance has a lot to do with how long you can minister effectively at a certain level. How long you can continue to operate in a high-functioning way before you get exhausted. And here's the most significant part of endurance. This is cool. If you develop your endurance, here's what happens. It's easier to rest. It's easier to rest if you've developed your endurance. If you're a runner and you develop your endurance and you stop running, very quickly your heart rate will be at rest. It's a sign of physical fitness. The amount of time it takes for your heart rate to go from beating a mile a minute to returning to its normal beats per minute. Christina can explain this a lot better than I can, but that's what I'm talking about. So what does all this mean? It means that God wants it so that when his people are in highly intense situations, to still be at rest. The world is looking for people who are not being blown back and forth by the wind. They're looking for people who are strong and know how to rest even in intense situations. Like Jesus in the boat. Huge storm. Fishermen were panicking. He's at the bottom of the boat. He's sleeping. He's at rest. God wants to bring expansion to this area of your life. Skill. If you increase your skill, what you're doing is you're making yourself more efficient. You can accomplish the same thing you accomplished the other day, only now you can do it a little bit more quickly. Character. This comes back to love and faithfulness. Jesus grew in his maturity and in favor with God and man. So what it's saying is that Jesus never sinned so that it's not like he had character flaws he had to work out. But what he did have was an experience where people began to recognize more and more that this is a man of strong character, of strong integrity. He does what he says. Now, the only way to develop character is to overcome temptation. Ah, you thought I was going to say work. Well, let me tell you, overcoming temptation sometimes is work. That's how you develop character, by being faced with an opportunity to not have character, to have poor character, to have bad judgment, and then to say, I'm not going to do that. And when you say that, you're expanding your character. Okay, so here's an opportunity to expand our potential, to grow. But here's the deal. We're not trying to grow in competition with each other. The goal is not to outgrow someone else, okay? The question I'll ask is this. Are you expanding your capacity? Are you looking at your life and saying, God gave me gifts and potential and I'm going to own these things. And I'm going to be the best me that I could be. I'm going to be the strongest version, the healthiest version of me that's possible. What if the people of God were known for that attribute? Like, man, they're just always growing, the people of God, man. It's just just like it always seems that it doesn't matter what situation in life they're in. They're always moving to another level. They're never stopping. They're never sliding backwards. Man, we should own that character trait. We should own this. That we're a people that are constantly expanding our capacity and constantly on the move and on the grow. That we insist on growing because we have access to the power of God. The last piece of this is that Jesus grew in wisdom. Now there's a guy named David Cook. Maybe some of you know who that is. Maybe not. Back in 1985, he decided to start renting VHS tapes to people. And it turned out that a lot of people wanted to watch VHS tapes, movies, myself included. And his business became pretty successful, and so he opened up another location. And as things went on, he gave it the name, something you may be familiar with, Blockbuster Video. Remember that? Blockbuster Video? By the time Blockbuster reached its peak, 2005, there were 9,000 locations. There was 85,000 employees, and the company was worth $1.8 billion in 2005. Meanwhile, in another part of the world, these two other guys, Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph, they saw something. 
They looked into the future and said the world is changing and we want to position ourselves to take advantage of that change. So they started Netflix. Netflix was a DVD mail exchange company where you can have three DVDs at a time and you can mail one off and pick another one and they mail you another one and you can watch movies like this. In 2004, Blockbuster was given an opportunity to buy Netflix for $50 million. And the people in charge of Blockbuster at the time said, hmm, you know, last year we made like $800 million on late fees and Netflix doesn't even have any late fees. We're afraid that if we purchase this company, which we don't think is going anywhere, we're going to actually hijack our own business because what people really want is to go into a brick and mortar store and have the experience of looking on a wall and selecting a video. This is an example of a lack of wisdom. So fast forward to 2011, Blockbuster was purchased by Dish Network and the final brick and mortar Blockbuster video store shut its doors going from a value of $1.6 billion to a value of nothing. Meanwhile, Netflix is currently valued at $140 billion. This is what wisdom does. Wisdom allows you to see into a situation, to position yourself, to take advantage or maximize a situation, and then gives you confidence to take action. Wisdom positions you to take action. Action. I just might tweet that. I like that. Wisdom positions you to take action. So as I'm praying all this up and I'm writing all this stuff down and I'm like really researching, I'm looking at the blockbuster, the Lord drops into me the following statement. Get ready. We're going to see more change in our society in the next 20 years than we've seen in the last 100 years. And that's saying something because the last 100 years... We've seen a lot of change. And whenever there is change, there is opportunity. This is exactly what happened in this situation. Someone saw into the future and said, you know what? We're not going to be going to the stores anymore to rent videos. Something is going to change. And they position themselves to take action. Now, I know some of you might be thinking about, well, what about Redbox? Redbox is still a thing you have to go to, and yet it's DVDs, but you could also get it online. I have no problem with Redbox. I kind of like Redbox. It's, it's kind of cool. I get an alert when a movie I'm waiting for comes in. I can reserve it. So, you know, it, it's kind of cool. It's almost like a, like a step sideways. It's not backward. It's not really forward. It's kind of like sideways. Like they have a foot in two different pools. You know what I mean? They're hanging on to the whole video store experience, but they're also not going to be left behind with the digital streaming and all that cool stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a, here's the thing. I'm a branding specialist. And when you're building a brand, Everything is about recognition. And Blockbuster, at the time, had that. They had name recognition. They had market share. They had cash. They had absolutely everything they needed to take advantage of an opportunity. They had everything they needed, except they couldn't see it. Ouch. All they saw was that they would lose the model that they were using, the late fees, would be damaged if they purchased Netflix. Unbeknownst to them, the system that they were using, in fact, ended up dying, which leads me to my next point. If you don't change, you die. That's kind of harsh. Look, if you don't take what wisdom has to offer and reposition yourself, whatever it is you're doing currently will slowly die a creeping death. 
Proverbs 8.36, this is wisdom. This is actually wisdom actually talking. It's the personification of wisdom. It says that those who fail to find me, wisdom, harm themselves. Those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love death. That's pretty intense, right? (laughs) Now, as believers, we're charged with asking God for wisdom. James 1.5 If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Without finding fault. That's cool. That's really, without finding fault. I got news for you. Sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes it's your fault. Whatever's going on, yeah, sometimes it's your fault. But, 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 the Lord says, I'll give you wisdom without finding fault, even when it's your fault. I'm not going to find it. I'm going to give you wisdom regardless. It's a promise from the king of heaven that if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us. And in the season where change is happening more and more rapidly, we need to expand our wisdom so that we can take advantage of the opportunities that are coming. So I'm going to tell you something really important. There are incredible opportunities coming your way. There is opportunity coming right at you. Now is the time to cry out for wisdom. So we can position ourselves and take action. And you know, I got to say this. Money is not evil. Just stop it already. Money is not evil. This is for someone right now. The love of money, however, is the root to all evil. Root, R-O-O-T, and R-O-U-T-E. Both of them work. The root, the source of evil, and the root, or the route to evil, the way to evil. It's the love of money. It's the love of anything except God that is the root to all kinds of evil. Money is not evil. If money was evil, then why drop any in the basket in church? Why go to work for it every day if it's evil? God is looking for people who have surrendered to him in order to give them the revelation that they have influence, right? In order to expand their capacities until his name becomes known in all the earth. God wants to put resources into the hands of people who want to exalt his name. But he wants to do it in such a way that we can give glory to God. Mark 10, 29 to 30. This is Jesus talking. He says, I tell you the truth. No one who has left home or brothers and sisters or mother or father or children or feels for me. So I'm just going to abbreviate this a little bit just for time's sake. I tell you the truth, Jesus said. No one who has left home for me in the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. A hundred times. A hundred, not a hundred percent, a hundred times. That's a better deal. Times versus percent. Times is a better deal, at least in this case. So as people of God, I want to see our wisdom expand. I want to see more of us looking into the future and taking advantage of the opportunities that God has presented us with so that we can begin to change our whole expectation of ROI, which means return on investment to more biblical expectation. All of the stories where Jesus gives money to the servant and all of them came back having doubled what he gave them, 100% return, and I gave you five, you came back with five more, I gave you ten, you came back with ten more. I mean, to set up an expectation of, I want to see a hundred times return, that means we got to be thinking differently. We have to look at things differently. Okay, so I did the math. The return on investment, the ROI, the return on investment for Blockbuster, had they bought Netflix... You ready for this? Had they bought Netflix, 
The return on investment, the ROI for Blockbuster, would have been 1,092%. That's what wisdom does. Wisdom positions you to take advantage of opportunities that are coming your way. My prayer for you guys listening is that we would look into the future with hope and and confidence that we can expand our wisdom, our stature, our strength, skill, our endurance, and that our favor expands as well. Whatever position you're currently in, let's set our hearts to expansion in whatever God's given you. If you're a teacher, become the absolute best teacher you can be. If you're a digital video editor, become the best editor you can be. If you're a cook, an engineer, a writer, a lawyer, a janitor, become the best whatever so that the king of kings is given glory. Next week, I'll pick up on expanding connection, okay? So remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Stay blessed. That concludes part one of today's Godcast. Stay tuned next week for part two. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast from A History with God Ministries. This teaching is a powerful ministry tool that you can use to experience the power of God in your life. Thank you again for listening and for helping us reach the world with the love of Jesus. A History with God Ministries. Seeing. Hearing. Remembering. Until next time, remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Stay blessed.